0: business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? Are you ready to take it to the next level? Join us as we dive deep into the small business secrets successful entrepreneurs are implementing to see massive results. This is the Business Growth Hacks podcast presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back, Small Business Nation. Today, we are tackling a time consumer, probably a pain in your thumbs. Yes, that's right. We're exploring the social media journey of chocolatier-turned-marketing guru, Nicole Porter. We're gonna talk about best practices of social media and leave you with practical advice for shaping your social content coming up. But we like to kick things off with something that we call an icebreaker in the podcast world.
1: Let's kick it. Ice, icebreaker. Here it
0: is. Nicole, are you ready? I'm ready. You could only download three apps on your smartphone. Which three would they be?
2: Oh my gosh, that's so hard. Yep. And is this does this count like text messaging and all that, or, or we're separate from that? I need, I need qualifiers. We'll,
0: we'll say se- we'll say separate because text messages comes like downloaded. If it's if it didn't come pre downloaded on the phone. Okay. That's the ones we're talking about.
2: I got you. I got you. I would download Messenger because I'm addicted to it and it's how I communicate with a lot of my team. Uh, So that's Facebook or Meta Messenger, I guess they call it these days. Um, I would download um, Meta Business Suite because I use that a lot for work, Um, and then I would probably download LinkedIn. So those are the three that I use the most. All right. Well, you're talking a social media person, so I mean. Social media. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what I use my phone for.
0: That's right. John, what about you, man? What do you got? I was debating on, do
1: I want to have fun or be productive? Where did you land? I'm going to have to have the thermostat app because I am not getting out of bed to change the temperature in the house anymore. I am spoiled with this new technology and that app is definitely coming. I think I'm going to want Spotify so I can listen to some music. And then I'm going to need the Maps app
0: or I will be lost Mm. forever. I'm with you, bro. I yeah. have never been one of these. I'm, I'm not. I've never been good with directions. I am directionally challenged, 10x. If it's not for Apple Maps or Waze, I am not getting where I'm supposed to be getting. So uh, <laughs> I definitely would say I would agree with you there. Um, I use an app called Spark, which Spark is just like a different email marketing client for your iPhone. Spark is a lifesaver, like comparatively to Mac Mail. I I would have to say I'm using that app every, every single day. I hate to admit this. And this is an app I could probably get rid of if I just like, you know, went through some withdrawals, but like, I've totally become a TikTok addict. Like I'm, you know, kind of shameful to admit that like I'm a, I'm a grown man should not be, you know, should not, should not, should be not so into TikTok, but the dang thing has pulled me in and, uh, and I'm all about it. So again, that's an app I could get rid of but it's an app that I use every day.
2: I don't think you're alone. I think that's uh, more common than you think.
0: Yeah, you're you're probably right about that. Well, let's let's get into some introductions, Nicole, because you bring a wealth of knowledge to the show. You're the owner of Monomoy Social Media, a social media marketing agency. You've helped, obviously, a ton of people create consistency and visibility on social platforms. But more importantly, you actually owned your own small chocolate business for 10 years, which means during all of that time, you were having to figure out how to do social media for yourself. You're learning how to do email marketing. I mean, all of the things that it takes to be an entrepreneur, you had to do that before you ever became an agency owner. So I'm really excited to deep dive into that conversation and talk about how that transition happened for you and how it's going. So how about we kind of take it all the way back How did you get started with chocolate?
2: So, I um, actually got started with chocolate in um, high school. My uh, high school sweetheart, his family owned a chocolate store and um, I loved it. I loved being there, I loved helping if I could. Um, And obviously, you know, most of us don't continue on with our. Uh high school sweetheart. So I went off to college. Uh, I got my, uh, Sweethearts, I got yeah. my, uh, my marketing <laughs> degree back when, uh, Mark Zuckerberg was still building Facebook in his dorm room. So the marketing landscape was definitely a little different. Nice. Back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, after college, sure. I, I worked in a couple other industries, but uh, I really wanted to go back cause I have, I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. So, um, you know, I really wanted to go back to that. So that's when I ended up, um, Opening my shops.
0: That's so cool. And then, now obviously you're not in chocolate anymore. So what, what was the evolution of chocolate to social media agency? So
2: when I opened my, uh, my first shop, I had, I had a two-year-old and so I had my shop and I had my son and, you know, I was marketing online. Like you were talking about, you know, Facebook and Instagram were really, you know, in their infancy at that stage. So it looked a lot different, but I was using them pretty heavily to, to market my shop. And then I had another son and um, it became very hard to have a brick and mortar shop and be a mom and have two kids. So I actually moved my chocolate making to my home kitchen and I would literally hand dip chocolate one by one all day in my kitchen. And that's when I really started to rely more heavily on internet marketing. So I did almost everything exclusively through Facebook, Instagram. I did a lot of email marketing and I actually marketed through Reddit at the time because they had a marketplace and that was a really fun place to be. Mm -hmm. And then I had another son uh, and then I stopped. So I have three sons. And at that point I was like, I can't (laughs) sit in my kitchen anymore and literally hand dip chocolate one by one. And I was also in a BNI at the time. And the mortgage broker said, can you come to my office and teach me how to use Facebook? And I'm like, sure, I can go to your office. So me and my newborn went down to um, her office and I showed her how to use Facebook for her business. And I wrote a whole plan for her. And when I left, she paid me. And I was like, wait a minute. So I can get paid for doing what I'm good at. And I'm already good at marketing. And that's when it really clicked for me. And I decided to make that switch. Uh, So I dug deep into social media marketing, I took a few courses, uh, I practiced on some friends businesses, and then I opened my business in 2017. Yeah,
0: that that is so awesome. And obviously, I'm sure the success you've seen on social media has had its stages, right? Like, like you said, when you were first starting out, like everything was still in its infancy stages. So like, those platforms, you could still get really great engagement without, you know, I'm not saying much effort, but like the organic volume that you were seeing was a lot higher at that time comparatively to now. You know, I remember whenever I first started, I've been in business as an agency owner for 10 years. And I remember when I first started doing social account content, we were just killing it like all the time. We were just killing it. It was like everything was amazing. And then 10 years later, and it's like the average engagement rate on Facebook is less than 1%, right? So you have to completely evolve your strategy So what has that been like for you? How have you had to evolve from the things that you were doing that were successful for you as a business owner to where social is at now and kind of just the evolution of social with? the new platforms and some channels going away and some channels becoming more prominent. What's that been like? It's really
2: been very interesting. You know, I don't think that when these platforms first started, they were really thinking that they were going to be the powerhouse for businesses that they are. They were really started as social platforms. And then as things evolved, they kind of thought, well, how can we capitalize on that and still kind of retain our main social platform of what we started to do, which is connect people really and help people stay in touch and all of that. So I think, you know, part of what I've done is really, you kind of have to really stay in touch with what's happening and make sure that you're on top of that stuff, which is, you know, why people like me exist, because a lot of my clients find that very, very overwhelming. But I think when it comes down to it, you you still have your main players, right? So the big guys, Aren't generally going away, and when you're looking at somebody that's maybe trying to do DIY their social media, that's probably going to be where they're going to get the biggest bang for their buck. So, it's or their time, whichever one. And so, really focusing on those main big guy platforms are is generally the best bet for somebody that's trying to, you know, maximize their social media presence. Um, and the other part of it, really, even though things have certainly evolved. Um, There are certain things that still hold true, and that is really, you know, talking to other people on these platforms, providing quality content, and really using them for what they're made for. I think people... They make the mistake of thinking that these platforms are like other forms of static media, right? You put out a radio ad or a newspaper ad or whatever it is, it's done. Even on your website, it can be a little bit more static than your social media. And that's really not the case, right? With social media, you're interacting with your clients or potential clients in real time. So you really have to take advantage of that. Um, And so I think when you when you look at it from like a a trajectory of where it started and where it's going, if you kind of pare it all down and go back to basics and really think, you know, how can I provide quality? How can I connect with people? That's really going to be where you need to be focusing and spending your time because that's going to get you where you want to go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's great advice. I think that one of the challenges we hear from business owners when we're talking about social media as a service or just social media in general, as a part of an overall marketing strategy is that it's a time suck. uh, It's a, it's a heavy investment when, when they do work with an agency, how do we stay relevant? Oh, I don't like being on camera. Like I don't want to do dances. I don't want to lip sync. Like there's a lot of like, you know, negative, right. (laughs) Type talk. Um, What kind of, what kind of advice do you have for business owners who like, I think that there's, I think it's pretty, we're far long enough now in the world where people understand that they need to be on social media. Like I remember six years ago, like they were like, eh, social media, that's not yeah. for us. Now it's like, okay, we know we yeah. need to be on social media, but- Now, how do we do it? Like, where do we start? Like, what kind of advice do you have for this kind of business? So I think
2: the number one thing that I can tell people, and I swear to God, I'm going to put this on a mug or a t-shirt someday because I say it so much, but it's do do what's manageable (laughs) for you, right? And if that is, okay, we're going to do two posts Mm -hmm. a week, but we're going to do two posts a week really well as opposed to I need to have five posts a week on five different platforms, you're going to see a lot better result doing those two posts a week. Because when you're trying to be everywhere and do everything, it becomes very overwhelming very quickly. And then it goes by the wayside. Like that's the number one thing that's going to get cut off of somebody's to-do list is their social media because they're like, Oh, you know, I, I just don't have the time and I don't want to do it. So Doing Mm -hmm. what's manageable is a much better strategy than trying to be everywhere. Um, And in that same vein, really focusing on one or two platforms where your clients or potential clients are showing up. So you don't need to be everywhere. You don't need to be on Mm -hmm. Pinterest and TikTok and LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. I mean that's so overwhelming, just listing all of them. So if you can pick, okay, my ideal clients are really hanging out in these two places. And that's really where I'm going to put all my effort. You're going to see a lot better results from your efforts. And you're going to feel like doing it more because you're getting those results. It's going to seem so much more manageable. So really focus Mm -hmm. on one or two and do what's manageable, you know, put, two posts out a week and just start that way. And and when you're consistent doing that, what's manageable, you'll, you'll start to see better and better results. You'll want to do more and more because you're starting to see that. But, you know, if you feel like you have to be on TikTok and you have to be here and there, it's, you don't necessarily have to be if that's not where your people are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's great advice. I think people try so hard to like be everywhere Mm -hmm. at the same time because they Mm -hmm. just feel like they have to be that like you said, they don't put wholeheartedly any effort into one specific platform. Um, It's all kind of haphazard. And it's just like, hey, this isn't going to work out for you, right? Like, You really have to narrow your message, tell the story in a platform that you feel comfortable with. Like in our case, like as an agency, we've realized that podcasting is something that we're super passionate about. So although we might not post as much as we'd like to on other social platforms, our podcast is something that we confidently feel like we can put out every single week. Where we can talk to business owners, we can share stories, we can share marketing advice. Like it's the same value we would post on social, but we're doing it through a different kind of different medium, right? And then we're able to take this content and reutilize it in social, right? So all of a sudden we're able to do something that we feel comfortable with um, and we're more confident about and then repurpose it for social. And I, I, we kind of give that advice to business owners too. It's like, hey, if you're already doing a podcast, maybe just turn a camera on. Like it doesn't have to be that scary. Like just, just record what you have. That's great social content. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's super amazing. So for, for business owners that are thinking, okay, I've got too much on my plate. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're a little bit more, maybe they're a little bit further along in their business. And they're like, okay, I just want somebody to do social media for me. What, what kind of investment should they be considering on a monthly basis? Because I think that this is, I mean, as Mm -hmm. you know, we're both agency owners, the price is very, right vastly, right? Like there's people that are like, we manage your social media for $100 a month. And there's other agencies that say, we manage your media for social media for $4,000 a month. And it's like, whoa, that's like, that is quite the range, you know, like as a business owner, like I, a lot of times I have to like take myself out of like the agency hat guy and be like, okay, if this was like, if I was just a regular old business owner, maybe I was a plumber, maybe I owned a, you know, chocolate shop, whatever it may be. How much would I be comfortable investing with, you know, in social media? Like what would be something that I feel like I could maintain, manage, um, obviously is producing some form of ROI, whether that's, you know, uh, brand authority or credibility. Because I think a lot of times, again, one thing I'm writing a book right now, and one of the things I talk about in the book is a lot of business owners are way too focused on vanity (laughs) metrics and not the actual impact to the organization. I hate vanity metrics. So (laughs) anyways... Back to the question, you know, what kind of, like, where do you think a business owner should, I will go off on a tangent (laughs) on that one. Okay. Um, What kind of, what kind of investment level should a business owner be setting aside or allocating for a, you know, I guess comprehensive social strategy it
2: is definitely an interesting question um and i think it it is kind of hard to to answer because of what you said you know you have folks on fiverr that are you know i can do that for five hundred dollars a month or you know i can do it for a hundred dollars a month or i can do it like you said four thousand dollars a month what does that include and um so i think you know if, it's like what? <laughs> like there, there's yeah. <laughs> such a wide variety. And so I think if you are really looking kind of to what I said before, yeah. okay, so wh- where are you going to get the best investment? Like, where are you going to spend your time? Okay, so let's say we pick two platforms. If you're looking at two platforms and you're, you know, the, the chocolate store down the street, I think you would be looking at probably between 500 and 750 a month approximately, if you really want to get a good return, you want to make sure you know somebody that's going to be in your local area, somebody that knows the nuances of where you live, right? I'm on Cape Cod, which is very different than Texas. So, you know, it it might be that you're able to get somebody local and that's going to be much better than somebody that's overseas that doesn't really get your local area. Um, You know, maybe if you're a law office, it might be a little different because you need somebody that's going to be really specialized in that. So you might go a little higher and say, okay, I'm going to spend, you know, I need to be on LinkedIn and I need to be on Twitter. Uh, I need to be on Alignable and I need somebody that specializes in law. So it's probably going to be around a thousand. Right. So. It, it really, it, it depends on your industry. It depends on how many platforms you're focusing on. If you need somebody local, if you can get away with somebody being overseas, um, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, if you're just looking to have a steady presence and, you know, you get most of your business from somewhere else, you might be able to go to Fiverr, but that's, you're not gonna get, you know, the same results that you would get having somebody that really specializes in your industry and knows your area. Um, so, th- so it's, it's a tough question to answer because there's so much that goes into it. But um, I hope that gives you a little idea kind of.
0: Yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I think that's super helpful. I mean, you're right. It is a loaded question. It's like saying like, would you build me a swimming pool and how much does it cost? It's like, well, do you want to slide? Is it in salt water? Is it fresh water? Yeah. Like there's so many little variables mm-hmm. you know and and I find that to be the same thing with us it's like it's not necessarily a one size fits all approach because every business is you know like if i tell you that our packages include social content for three platforms and you're like well we don't we don't care about all three platforms we just care about linkedin well then that investment level looks completely different right mm-hmm. um on the opposing angle if you want me to be at your business once a week helping you create tiktok videos and instagram reels it might be a little bit higher, right? Like I'm we're, we're there's a lot of time consuming effort there and sending a, a video person and all that other thing. So I think it just really does widely vary. But I think that you kind of hit it on the nose. Like I think that you can you can go cheap, right? Like less you know sub five hundred dollars or in that price point. However, you might find that there's people that you know don't completely understand your local target demographic. They don't understand your persona Uh, There could be potential language barriers. So you're probably having to do spell checks and verify that the information is correct anyways. So it's like you kind of get what you pay for in that regard. And then there's a whole nother layer to social, which is like paid social. Yeah, we've been
2: talking a lot about organic, but then there's paid as well. And so then you're going um, and and I kind of alluded to that a little bit before, you know, you're looking at time or money, really, when you're talking about social media. Um, And when you have somebody that you're entrusting to spend your money, you're probably going to pay a higher premium because they really are getting into the metrics and the targeting. And it's a lot of, um, you know, does this ad copy and work? Does that ad copy work? Is this image? or this slideshow working and are we going to focus on reels or there's a lot that goes into it and you can test a little more with your organic than you can with your paid because you have a little bit more room to play. Um, I tend to like Mm -hmm. to go off of what's working on organic and then put money behind that on, on paid. Because if you're just throwing money at the wall, Mm, right. To find out what works, you're going to spend a lot more. But if you say, okay, my, my audience really likes it when I do, um, you know, tips and tricks. So I'm going to put a little money behind that and warm up my audience or they really like it when I do reels, So I'm going to sell with a reel. Um, so it's, it's a good idea to take a look at what, um, what's working organically, and then go and use your that money towards that. I that was a tangent too. So I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> you're definitely to go back to your original question, no. <laughs> yeah. you're probably going to spend a little bit more for somebody that's going to do paid ads and somebody that's going to do organic.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah. Because there's just, there's so much that goes into that from, you know, creative to copy into A, B testing. I mean, there's just a lot there speaking of that i'm going to take a little side little side road here how, how do how do not only do you but how do business owners stay up to date on the latest social media trends and algorithm updates because it seems like every other day it's like oh instagram has a new feature oh This thing has a new thing. Like, how Um, do you stay up to date? So (laughs) for me
2: and my team, we make it a priority to make sure that we're following certain industries or certain people that are in the know, right? So folks like Murray Smith on Facebook or um, Social Media Examiner is a great one to follow. Um, You can even follow meta platforms themselves, follow Mark Zuckerberg, things like that. Um, And so we actually have that as part of our week that we're checking these certain sources that these credible sources. You don't want to just take information from anybody. If you don't know them to be a credible source, you want to make sure that, you know, what they're saying is actually working because I cannot tell you how many times my clients come to me and they'll say, I heard that you can't do this anymore. I heard that so-and-so told me at my networking meeting that if you put too many words on this, it's not going to work, but you can do it on your second slide or, you know, and I'm like, okay, just because Mary Jones down the road said that doesn't mean it's true. So you really need to make sure that yeah. you're, you're looking at credible sources and there's, there's a lot of them out there. Um, but just even checking their social checking, um, making sure you're on their email list um, and, Putting it in as part of your week to stay up to date with that stuff, um, it helps us be in the know of okay, what's what are, what's coming down the pipe, what's going to be working in 2023, um, and how can we how can our agency fit into that? How can we help our clients make sure that we're um, following the rules as best we know them?
0: Yeah, that's that's great advice because I mean, there's a lot of noise yeah. out there, right? There's a lot of people you can listen to that don't know nothing at all. They're just regurgitating information that they've heard from someone around them. Uh, You know, there's certainly some thought leaders in the space that I think are, are amazing. I think there's a website called social marketing world, or I could be wrong. Um, Social media examiner, social media examiner. Like those guys have a lot of great content around like stuff that's happening in the social industry. I'd say that some of the larger social media marketing tools. They put out great content later. Um, You know, Hootsuite, Sprout Social, Agora Pulse. Like they put out really great. They've obviously got the money and resources to be able to do case studies and they can do, Mm -hmm. you know, full, full trials and see how things work and get all that data where like I would say the average business owner probably doesn't have the, you know, the finances to be able to just like figure out which way, what time do you, is the best time to post? Like, you know, other than the, Small segmented data yeah, you have from the absolutely. Platform, right?
2: um, social media examiner is actually one of my favorites. Um, they're they're a great resource, and um, social media today is another one. Um, and I think you know you definitely can go down a rabbit hole a little bit with this stuff when you think about okay, what's working, what's not working. Um, I think if you really, you know, I'm t- talking about somebody that's really trying to maximize their effort, and you know, and a limited time or budget um if you really just focus on a couple of those hacks that that you find because when you go on to social media examiner you're gonna get info mm. about everything they're so knowledgeable and they're really a great resource but you're gonna like you're gonna yeah. talk about <laughs> clubhouse and tiktok and twitter and i mean there's everything um and then if you um you know, if you pick like just a couple things, like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I know reels are really great. So I'm going to put those out and I'm going to make sure that I'm following the rule about links, not being, you know, too many links being in my posts and things like that. Um, cause I think you can drive yourself crazy really quickly <laughs> trying to follow every single little thing. Um, so just pick, pick a few and start there and, you know, really focus in on the, um, you know, the, your main content and your main content strategy, and then you should be okay.
1: Quality over quantity is something you've been saying. That's what I've been hearing. Make sure you're posting the best content that you can. And it's funny because a lot of what you hear is this consistency, consistency, post every day, post every day, post every day. And I love that you're bringing in this aspect of it depends on who you're trying to reach and what your goals are for what your strategy should be.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think it's phenomenal that you're you're bringing that in. Thanks. I really
2: appreciate that.
1: It's such an ever-changing world, social. And, you know, you really got to stay on top of all those trends. And I like that you brought up the credible source as well, because... Yeah. Someone down the street may tell you, you know, do this or that because I heard this worked or I heard that work. Or I saw the TikTok or the Instagram that told me that pictures are dead on Instagram. And then the next (laughs) week they came back as reels. You know, there's so much content out there. You need to stay centered and not try. I love that advice. Don't try to do too much. Do what you can manage. I think that is the most valuable thing you've said today, at least for myself and hopefully for the audience as well. But don't try to do more than you can do because by burning
0: the candle at both ends, you're getting
1: rid of that candle
0: too fast. Yeah, I wanted to take it back a little bit because we're talking a little bit about like how just far that down that rabbit hole you can get with just how much information is out there. When it comes to a business owner deciding, okay, now is the time to to really invest in social media. Now is the time to spend that effort there. What kind of goals should be put in place so that they can track ROI? In a way that exceeds just vanity metrics, like I was mm-hmm. going to go off on earlier, because that's one. because, again, that's something that I that, that really bugs me is just that a lot of people are so focused on the number of followers they have and the number of likes that they have. And it's like the number of followers, the number of likes you have doesn't always necessarily 100% translate to new business and new awareness and new engagement. So if you could talk a little bit about goal setting, I think that that would be really Yeah, really absolutely.
2: And I, I really love that you said that because I do find that so many people are so hyper-focused on that follower number. And that, yes, it, you know, it does show that you have a certain amount of interest. And I think there is something to be said for social proof there. But at the same time, those aren't directly tied to those real, you know, the real ROI that you were talking about. Um, and I think part of, the answer to this really ties into the business goals. Um, You know, if you're a business that is looking, that's a brick and mortar business, and you're looking to have people walk through your door from posting on social, um, you know, that's going to be a little bit different Mm -hmm. than somebody that just needs to have, um, you know, maybe a steady presence, like, you know, you're a professional speaker, and you want to have your, you just need to have a steady presence so that when you apply for a speaking position, somebody is going to see what you've already done, right? So, Those two people are going to have very different goals and they're going to have to look at very different metrics. some of the stuff that I always look at is um, your engagement rate because your engagement rate is always going to be tied um, to how many people see your posts, and the more people that are able to see your post, are it means more people are going to take action on your post. Um, and so those are a couple of things that I really look at. Um, and then from there, it depends on you know if you have um, a shop, then you really want to be kind of almost looking offline as to, Hey, how did you find me? What, um, you know, did, and if someone starts talking about, okay, I saw your post in local community group, then you know that your posts are working and people are interested in what you're doing. Um, you know, if it's the speaker and, you know, you're able to say like, okay, these are my, you know, my few links. They really want to see that you have that social presence when you're doing something like that, right? They want, because whoever you're speaking for wants to reach a broader audience. So they want to make sure that you are reaching a broader audience. So you really want to make sure that, okay, these are my links that I have that I can show that, you know, these people are seeing my content when I speak or when I put out a video, it's going to reach a broader audience. So um, you really want to track things like that, like your reach, your impressions, your engagement rate thing, you know, depending on your, um, what your goals are. But I think you don't want to have goals just for the sake of having mm-hmm. social media goals. You don't want to have over a thousand followers just to have that number. You want to make sure that your social media goals are directly tied to right. your business goals.
1: Yeah. If you have a million followers, but no one's buying, what's yeah. the point?
2: I was just talking to somebody the other day that said they're, um, they one of their clients bought like 4,000 followers or something. And there's no engagement because those aren't the right people. They're, you know, they're not in their community. They're overseas. They're not right. you know, interested. And it's kind of the same thing with your email list. Like it might be slower build, but you want to have those people that are really engaged in your content. Right. They're there because they chose to be, not because you bought an email list or because you bought a bunch of followers. That's going to water down the people that actually matter. N- the people that matter aren't going to see what you have to offer if mm-hmm. you have a million followers that don't care about <laughs> what you're doing because the people that actually do won't won't see it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and I think I would echo that and say that consistency is also equally as important because I, I just spoke to a business owner last week and I was just going through their social presence and noticed that they hadn't posted in a couple of months and I was like, hey, what y'all's like cadence? you know, of, of posting and they were like, oh, just when we have time or, you know, when we have like a, a promotion going on or whatever. And it's just like, that's not good <laughs> enough. You know, I uh, I kind of use uh, like a loose analogy that like if I were to go to the bar and ask uh, a girl for her phone number and then I never texted her, I never called her. And then six months later, I said, hey, you want to go on a date? She has no idea who I yeah. am at this point. Oh yeah, <laughs> Right. Like, <laughs> we've had no communication, right? Like that's a hard ask, you know, like I, yeah. I think it's the same thing with an email list. I think it's the same thing with a social media following business owners think that they could just get away with posting when they mm-hmm. want to and that their audience should respond in a way that generates revenue for them. It's like, why would I, why would I want to support you when you've not delivered value for the last year or two years or three years or however long it's been that I followed you? We kind of always use that like withdrawal deposit, you know, uh, mentality when doing social media, like, are we are we actually depositing more than with are than more than we're withdrawing? You know, when especially for nonprofit organizations, we work with a lot of nonprofits. Nonprofits get unfortunately they they make this mistake all too much, where they are asking for donors a lot more than they realize, and they think, well, well, we didn't ask them to donate. We asked them to come to our golf tournament. We asked them to come to the gala. We asked them to come to the you know festival that we put on every year and it's like yeah but that still was not delivering value that was still an ask that that was still a withdrawal deposits are when we provide them value for the sake of just offering value so i think that being consistent and making sure that your content is valuable for the audience is really key to having a successful social. I agree. And that's
2: why I say to people like, you know, if you can eat just post twice a week, do that right. And plan it ahead. I tell people all the time, put it in your schedule, put it like just even a half an hour to plan two posts a week. If you can Mm -hmm. just do that, that is going to take you so much further than posting when you feel like it.
0: Yeah. Yep. And nowadays there's so many tools that make that You know, we kind of—I talked about a few of them earlier. You know, Sprout Social, Hootsuite, Later, Agora Pulse. It's like you really should be able to, like, if you don't have a budget to hire an agency, you should be able to take thirty minutes out of your week, like you said, and at least write two posts. And if you could do that, let's just say that you double that time, and you say, "I'm going to create my whole month strategy." In theory, you should be able to do a whole month's worth of content in, in an hour. Like, maybe it's not five posts a week or seven posts a week, but like you said at least having some level of consistency, even if it's just two a week is better than once every time you need to ask your audience to buy something from you. Uh, so I, I really like that approach that Thank you have you very there. much.
2: I, I appreciate that. Cause I, I, I think a lot of people just have that misconception that, you know, they can do it off the cuff and it's really not the case at all. Um, you know, and you're going to get, you're going to get better results. You're, you're going, you're going to, you know, you're, um, followers are going to enjoy your content more. They're going to engage with it more. They're going to recognize you. You're going to stay top of mind. I mean, there's so many benefits to doing it regularly um, that people th- that, you know, they don't think of. They can be so much more strategic. Um, and actually tell people to do that with their um, with their interaction as well, as far as, um, you know, going out and actually talking to people on these platforms.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that this conversation could go on for all day long because there's not only is there things that I feel like that you could bring value for our audience. I think that me and John always joke that like selfishly as podcasters, we get to interview people that bring us value as well, which is really cool, you know? <laughs> like, you know, yes, we own an agency for 10 years, but that doesn't mean that there's not room for us to improve and and change our tactics and process. I mean, we had a, we had a guest a few weeks ago who like, challenged our thinking around whether to start with paid ads versus like a website or organic traffic and completely gave me a mind shift around why his approach starts with paid advertising. So it's really cool to learn from individuals like yourself who just bring a tremendous amount of value, both as entrepreneurs, as an agency owners. So I think a good place for us to kind of end this conversation. I would be giving you an opportunity to promote what you have going on. And I know one of the things that you have is this thing called the social circle, I thought that that would be something that might be worth mentioning. If you if you would like to talk well, a little, thank bit you about so that.
2: much for the opportunity to talk about that. Um, so that's a newer program for me. It's only about a year old, um, and it's one of my favorites. I'm really excited about it because it's a way for me to help folks that um, are kind of still in the smaller stages. Um, and what I do with that is I actually give people content. I give them captions and I give them graphics to use. Um, they're in charge of posting them and kind of making them their own, but, um, they literally can say, okay, on December 1st, post this graphic with this caption on December 2nd, post this graphic with this caption and their whole content plan for an entire month is given to them every single month. Um, and so it might say something like, you know, go ahead and insert a testimonial, mm-hmm. show us a behind the scenes photo, but we actually tell you what to say with it what type of behind the scenes photo to do. Um, and some of them are, you know, copy paste as far as it's Martin Luther King day or something like that. Um, so we really try to have a nice balance of, you know, something you could just use and then also try to bring a bit more authenticity to it as well. Um, and then we also do group coaching with that, which is an hour and a half every month, um, where they're able to just come and ask questions that, you know, you might search for it online and then, get five different answers and you're not sure which one is right and what you should do for your situation. So it's a really great time to come and ask questions like that. Um, and we have a fun Facebook group where we can ask questions and interact as well. Um, so that is all about that program.
0: That's really cool. Is that like industry specific Mm -hmm. or is that industry wide, you know, just in terms of our listeners out there listening that might want to check that out?
2: I will say that it's probably more service based um, and smaller businesses and also nonprofits, I think, can get a lot out of it. I work with quite a few nonprofits as well. So, um, you know, we try to do a lot of like tying into your origin story, tying into your mission, why you got started, things like that. So that tends to work really well for nonprofits as well as um, those very small businesses is that, you know, people really want to get to know the people behind the business.
0: That's really cool. What else do you have coming up? Is there anything else you'd like to promote, plug or talk about while we've got we got awesome. time well, thank together. you so
2: much for asking. Um, so we do have um, I do the full service social media management. So we do that. We take it off your plate um, and you don't have to think about it at all. So I always like to mention that's one of our services. Um, and then I actually have um, a new group I'm working with. I'm working with um, a brand refresh group. And um, it's really exciting because we do an entire brand refresh. We do a new website, a new logo um, and a full social media plan with content. Um, and we are actually going to be giving away one of those for free in the month of, um, February. So the application process for that is going to be open in February and we're going to be giving away um, one of those brand refreshes for free um, to an organization that's in need. So I'm really excited to do that for um, either a nonprofit or a smaller organization that just really needs some branding help, some website help. Um, So it's going to be a free logo, a free brand new website and um, a free social plan with content. Um, And the the applications aren't open yet but they're um, they're gonna be open in February so um, I'm super excited to be able to offer that to somebody
0: yeah that's really that's really cool I love I love when agencies give back in that way there's a lot of businesses out there that have amazing products and services and they just don't have the resources to like you know promote it the way they need to so I, I love that you're doing that so y'all make sure to check it out monomoysocialmedia.com I know you're on Facebook Twitter LinkedIn. <laughs> Um, I'm sure that there's other platforms that I'm not bringing up because all of them exist, right? (laughs) Um, but y'all make sure y'all check that out. We'll make sure that we include the links in the bio for sure. But like we do on every episode, I do want to give you the opportunity to leave us with a hack. All right. So the hack question I have for you, what is the, what is your best social media content creation? hack? Oh
2: gosh, my Best social media content creation hack. Um, Probably be authentic and show people behind the curtain. And being authentic doesn't mean you can't plan ahead. You can batch authenticity. You can definitely, if you take a photo behind the scenes, just because it's behind the scenes today. So if I take a screenshot of the three of us doing this podcast, I don't have to post it right now. I can schedule it for my content next week because I already have a post scheduled today. So I would say be authentic, show people behind the curtain, but don't mistake being authentic for not being strategic and not scheduling ahead.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, authenticity is key. There's one thing that um, Gary Vaynerchuk used to say, which I really liked, which was, uh, document don't create. A lot of people are so so focused on trying to create the perfect social content, the perfect social post, the perfect picture, the perfect angle. None of that really matters if you're not being authentic. Authenticity trumps creativity in my I opinion. love that. I'm
2: going to steal that. That's that's awesome. I mean, I'm going to I'll credit Gary Vee, But I I like that document don't create. That is awesome. You're going to hear it all the time from me now. <laughs>
0: Nicole, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with us. I think it's amazing what you've done. We'll be sure to support you. We'll share all your links in the description of the show. And uh, again, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you so
2: much for having me on. This was really great. I appreciate it.
0: Yes, ma'am.